Joe Biden chant trend keeps growing across the country.
Better late than never, Tom Friedley with the Clusterfuck Nation Zeitcast. Burning this at 5.14 p.m. Monday, the 4th of October, 2021. Man, where is the year gone? Nearly two years of COVID, war with Red China. <clears throat> All right, Jim posted 10.30 this morning. Be sure and hit kunstler.com. 10.30 Eastern every Monday and Friday, Jim post. Go to his Patreon page. And mine. I think I'm going to burn another video for it. It ain't made a dime from it yet. At least now, Radio Zeitgeist and Spotify through Anchor is monetized. Sponsorship, sort of. All right. The Clusterfuck Nation Zeitcast for Monday, again, October 4th, 2021. Jim's genius, I will now not so cold read. The title is AM. Jim wrote, slowly, then all at once. Jim begins this morning, you can start to wonder what, if anything, will be left standing of the life we once called modern when Christmas 2021 rolls around. Shopping, motoring, working, mingling, eating, sleeping, waking, suddenly everything is coming apart. The supply lines are wobbling and many will go down. No stuff, no parts before long, no food. Energy supplies are shaky everywhere. China's electric grid is going dark from insufficient coal. Russia lacks a surplus natural gas to keep Western Europe warm. Global shortages drive up U.S. oil and gas prices, while people lose jobs and incomes over vaccine mandates, meaning families will freeze as the daylight dwindles. Joe Biden's dark winter is coming on fast, Jim writes. Old White Joe might be going soon, too, before his vaunted dark winter even arrives. Guess what's on his schedule this Monday morning? Answer, an airplane ride from Wilmington to Washington. Some remarks at 11.15 a.m. about the debt ceiling, and then nothing. Calling a lid on the day. The president's mental mojo has sunk so low that his handlers won't allow him to gab freely with the Democratic Party's Congressional Caucus. They hustled him out of the room on Capitol Hill last week after he attempted a pep talk to that posse in their deranged effort to pass a $3.5 trillion social safety net package that is just a giveaway to ward healers in blue cities. Continuing, Jim writes, But then, who can imagine Kamala Harris in the Oval Office? Surely not Kamala herself, who has been cringing out of sight for weeks as the situation worsens. No more trips to Texas to pretend to care about the foreign invasion at the Mexican border that she was assigned to manage. No more anything for Ms. Harris except hunkering down in the old Naval Observatory in a paralysis of anxiety and nausea. Do they dare even letting her pretend to head the executive branch? Or does she just resign in tandem with old white Joe, propelling Nancy Pelosi into the job? That will light up our dark winter, won't it? The daunting fact is that the country is leaderless and at quite a bad time. But the vacuum will be filled, sure enough, and perhaps by means that America has not seen before, an unscheduled transfer of power. Into whom, Jim asks? There has been uh, an awful lot of chatter on the down low about one Donald Trump having engineered a setup in late 2020 whereby he used the continuity of government provisions to declare that year's election invalid and clear a path through 
the legal minefields to resume governing. Sounds wild, Jim writes. Sounds kind of like the political backstory of my own novels. But, uh, but need you be reminded again that life imitates art? Gives me the creeps, I confess. Meanwhile, Jim continues, the country is too busy committing suicide by COVID-19. The stupid vaccine mandates guarantee the loss of hospital services and the failure of medical care generally, as nurses, technicians, doctors, and even the cleaning crew peel away from their jobs. Ditto public education and just about everything else, really, where employment is conditioned on getting vaxxed. A lot of ordinary people have weighed the cost and benefits and have decided to opt out. Tom Friedley has, and hope you will too. At least consider it. No thank you on blood clots in a premature death, Jim writes. Help wanted signs are plastered everywhere, and no help is on the way. For many businesses, no parts or raw materials are on the way either. The truckers don't want the vax. With the vaccine program failing, Pfizer and the gang are looking to ride to the rescue with a new magic COVID cure pill that does exactly what ivermectin has been doing, though constantly maligned in the mainstream media. Get a load of this statement issued by the Associated Press on Friday. Ivermectin, an inexpensive drug used to kill parasites, has been falsely touted as a treatment for COVID-19. The FDA and medical experts warn against the use of ivermectin to treat the disease. Large studies testing the drug against COVID-19 are ongoing. Jim continues, falsely touted as a treatment for COVID-19? That's about as maliciously dishonest as you can get, since it will contribute to killing people whose lives would otherwise be saved by the ivermectin protocol, which has been shown to be safe and effective in the clinical setting around the world. By the way, ivermectin is an off-patent drug costing only about $2 a pill. Since the COVID-19 early treatment protocol runs five days, that's about $10 for that medication. It must gall the pharma companies to see that enormous profit potential slip through their hands. Their go-to drug the past two years has been remdesivir, which is neither safe nor effective and costs $3,100 for a course of treatment. And there's an NPR News link you'll see here. How much do you suppose Pfizer will charge for its new ivermectin replacement? So Jim continues, so while America strangles its economy to death, seemingly on purpose, do you suppose the capital markets will not notice? You bet they will, and that means big trouble for Wall Street, probably soon. This is their season of the witch, you know, and just last week they twitched up and down 500 points a day, looking a little shaky, Jim continues. Is it a coincidence, by the way, that four officers of the Federal Reserve have been outed for trading stocks and bonds in a pattern that looks an awful lot like front-running the Fed's own guidance? Robert S. Kaplan, head of the Dallas Fed, and Eric Rosengren, head of the Boston Fed, announced their early retirements last week over stock trading ethics issues. Fed Vice Chair Richard Clarita's financial disclosure statement indicated that he dumped millions of dollars in a PIMCO bond fund and jammed them into a PIMCO stock fund the day before Fed Chair Jerome Powell announced emergency interventions to battle the COVID-19 epidemic in early 2020. Mr. Clarita was involved in deliberations leading to the change in Fed policy. And Richmond Fed President Thomas Barkin 
is under scrutiny for voting to bail out the corporate bond market while sitting on a portfolio of corporate bonds. In his past role as CFO, its chief financial officer, of McKinsey & Company, a global consulting firm, uh, Tucker covers these guys a lot, Barkin advised Purdue Pharma LP on maximizing sales of his painkiller OxyContin, the infamous scourge of the U.S. opioid epidemic. Summing up here today, our partner Jim writes, There are your chieftains of America's central bank, a dumpster fire riding the garbage barge of our nation's economy into a blood-red sunset. That cursed vessel is sailing past epic disorders like the container ships idling offshore of California and New York, full of stuff going nowhere. The country marinates in the fetid exudations of institutional rot, waiting for the lights to flicker out. In the meantime, follow Tom at Radio underscore Tom on Twitter, the Radio Zeitgeist on Facebook, hashtag Radio Zeitgeist Global Broadcasting Network. And as per usual, by any means necessary, death to the National Security Administrative State. Oh yeah, fuck Joe Biden. <laughs>